welcome in to another edition of Hatter Chatter, the podcast presented by Insight Credit Union. Today I have my first guest from the Stetson University baseball program, and that is senior outfielder Andrew McNeil. So Andrew, welcome in to Hatter Chatter, the podcast presented by Insight Credit Union. How, how are things going for you? How have you been spending your time away from uh, DeLand in the last couple of three, four, five weeks, I guess now? Yeah, everything's going well. Um, I've been at home since we had to leave campus and uh, stayed pretty busy uh, with schoolwork and uh, preparing for the MCAT and just trying to, to stay active somehow without baseball going on right now. But everything's been going well. I've, I've enjoyed the, the downtime with my family for sure. And you're one of the guys, one of the student athletes who have been affected most by this because you were a senior. And so now I guess you fall into that, what we're calling super senior, and have to make that decision on, do you come back to school? Do you do you move on with your life? I know that's probably, uh, it probably came at a good time for you, but but uh, talk me through what you're thinking about. Right. Um, yes, yeah, so as you mentioned, it, it really did come at probably the best possible time for me. Um, I'm looking to apply to medical school, and I was planning to take a gap year anyway. So... I didn't have anything lined up for next year yet. And so once the NCAA granted us an extra year of eligibility, it was really a no brainer for me to come back to Stetson, uh, pursue an MBA degree, which will be very beneficial in my career in the long run and have a chance to play another year with these guys and for this coaching staff. Um, But I can, I can only imagine how other people might've been affected who had jobs lined up, ready to go. So I'm I'm just fortunate that I was in the situation that I was. I mean, you can just look at the impact on your teammates. I mean, Absolutely. Uh, Jonathan Miola coming back from from injury, and and Georgie obviously has been around for like you four years, and you know now everything's kind of on hold for both of those guys. And then Robbie Pito's in a different boat, graduating, still has eligibility. Now what does he do if there's if there's a draft? What happens with the draft? All those kind of things. So it's a a lot of things up in the air with your team, which has gotten off to a good start this year. Talk a little bit about what what you saw out of your, out of your club this year. Right. I mean, you make a great point. We got off to a real hot start. And looking back and reflecting on my four years at Stetson so far, that was probably the best I've seen the offense click, uh, especially that early on in the season. I mean, we were putting up runs like crazy. And in past years, I mean, we've had very strong pitching staffs, which we did again this year. But having a combination of such a strong pitching staff and a high production with our offense, I, I felt like we were going to have a, a really good chance to do special things this year. So um, it's very unfortunate that we had to have that taken away from us, but losing a couple guys, if, if they don't decide to come back next year could affect us. Um, but for the most part, I feel like we are returning a lot of those key pieces. So Hopefully we can continue that production into next year. Let's go back to the beginning for you. You grow you grew up in Gainesville, Florida. Obviously, there's a fairly well-known university there in that town. Uh, we won't mention the name of that school, but um, <laughs> obviously you grew up in the shadow of that school. What what leads your decision to leave home and not go to the school in your backyard? Right. Um, I mean, coming out of high school, I, I really didn't know where – I knew I was going to – wanted to play baseball somewhere, but I had to have a school reach out and have that same interest in me. And fortunately I attended a Stetson camp um, and I performed 
really well and and the coaching staff likes an offer from them and I mean visiting the school and and talking with the coaches it it really just felt like such a perfect fit for me to come to Stetson and I mean I've never regretted that decision at all I mean it's turned out better than I could have ever possibly imagined so um, I'm definitely happy with with where I'm at and leaving home Um, it's it's not too far it's only about two hours so uh, it's it's a nice distance. Parents can still come watch me pretty much every game. So um, I, I think it turned out to be a really great fit. So I know you uh, you had some interest from some Ivy League schools as well. Uh, did you go any visits up there? And what did you think of your time looking at those schools? Right. Um, I had some interest from Dartmouth and Columbia. And around the time I visited Sin and received the, an, a scholarship offer, I was starting to talk to the schools a little bit more and thinking about planning visits, but it, I ended up not visiting at all. Cause I just, I just knew that Stetson was the place for me. Have you always known you wanted to go into a medical field after college? Is that what your plan was coming to school? Yes. Uh, I, I entered college with that dream. Um, I've always been pretty passionate about, about medicine and about the sciences and they've always really interested me and, I've always just felt like I'm capable of pursuing that career as a physician and using my knowledge and all of these experiences that I've accumulated over the years to, to give back to the people around me. And so I feel like um, the best place for me to do that is in the medical field. So obviously you've been very successful academically. Can you remember the last time or have you ever made a B? I haven't. You've never made a B in your life? Never made a B. Is that just natural or is that just because you're so into the work, getting prepared and, and, you know, I guess being good in academics is a lot like being good in baseball. You got to do the work. Right. Um, I, I definitely just attribute it to my upbringing. Um, I mean, from the start of school, I've had my parents just encouraging really good habits uh, with me and just always instituting that really strong work ethic. And I've always just been somebody that if I'm going to do something, I want to do it to the best of my ability. And I feel like I really um, exhibit that in the classroom. And so growing up, I just always wanted to put as much effort as I possibly could to succeed in in school. Um, And it's just, it's worked out for me nicely. So um, I just want something I just want to keep going. So you mentioned your parents obviously had a huge impact, but who else did you have as role models on you growing up and, and what kind of impact did they have? Right. Um, I would say probably one of the biggest ones was my little league coach. I played for him in travel ball from ages 10 to 12 uh, for the North Central Florida Mustangs. And his name's Kevin Griffin. Um, And he he coached me then. And I probably learned way more about just being a human being during those years than I did during even playing baseball. And he's continued to serve a huge role in my life up until now. And, uh, he serves as a big mentor for me. And so, I mean, he, he just preached so much about having a good attitude and just trying to influence others and just as being a, a good person, a good Christian and, and just having that infectious personality. And so I feel like it's helped, helped me really grow as a teammate and as a leader, um, in all areas of my life. You've always, since you've been in Stetson, been heavily involved in a lot of community service activities. You've been involved with SAC. You've been involved with, you know, their food drive and some of those things. 
the blood drive the baseball team does, the, the Bahama relief drive. Talk about giving back and, and what it means to you to be able to be in a position to give back. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. Seeing uh, the influence you can have in the community is really powerful. And you mentioned some of the uh, the different drives we've done, such as the food drives, helping out um, the impoverished and the delaying community. And I mean, those are the people that are right in our backyard and they're the ones that, that look up to us, not only the students at campus, but especially the athletes who are on that that extra pedestal. And so, I mean, being able to to give back to them and and see the benefits of it. I mean, it's just, it's very rewarding. Um, and it, it's something that I, that's, that's one of my passions is, is to, like you said, to give back. And I feel like pursuing that career in medicine will, uh, will be able to allow me to further express that, that passion. You've also been able to use baseball as a part of the way to give back with, you know, working with Miracle League and, and some of the other things you've done, uh, on a baseball. I know you've, you've coached kids, you've, you've, uh, you know, you help put on a, a um, the movie Forty Two at the at the stadium for for people to come watch. Talk a little bit about how you can tie the giving back and the baseball together. Right. Um, I mean, it's it's very cool how you can do that. And I I think putting on that movie Forty Two that showing was one of the the more memorable experiences I've had in the community service. Uh, I worked pretty uh, closely with my former teammate Austin Bogart on that, and I mean being able because at Stetson, you need a certain amount of cultural credit events to graduate. And so we were able to work through faculty to get that approved as a cultural credit event. And I mean, we got a very good showing from Stetson students to come out and sit on the baseball field and just watch uh, 42 about Jackie Robinson played on the scoreboard. And uh, it was it was a very powerful event. And I, I really enjoyed it. And it's something that could be something to explore in the future, maybe showing another movie with, with a lot of historical and cultural impact. Obviously that movie is very impactful with the story it tells. Absolutely. Insight Credit Union is a proud partner of Stetson University Athletics. Insight has been bringing better banking to Central Florida for nearly 85 years. Insight Credit Union is your local go-to for lower rates on auto and other loans, credit cards, and more. Insight Credit Union and you, better together. How did baseball become your sport? I mean, uh, being an athletic guy like I know you are, I'm sure you played lots of other things growing up. But how did how did you zone in on baseball? Right. I mean, my my parents always say from from the time I was a, a very a young kid that anything with a ball, I wanted to do it. I mean, I played soccer, baseball, basketball, football, you name it. Growing up, and I, I really loved everything. Like I didn't want to stop, I want to stop playing any of them. And so in middle school, I played football, basketball, and baseball. And then I started to zero in on baseball, I think, playing for that Mustangs uh, travel team. Uh, we went to Cooperstown, the, the big tournament up there in New York twice. And that was some of the most fun I've had playing baseball in my life. And um, I think I just started to discover my passion for it then. And I didn't want to let like an injury or something else in another sport prevent me from pursuing that. And so I, that's when I really zeroed in on baseball and started to dedicate all of my time um, outside of school towards bettering myself in baseball. You mentioned injuries. You've had to deal with a couple in your career. Talk about what, you know, separating your shoulder and then doing it again and what it took to come back from, from those injuries. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, coming into college, I, 
have been very fortunate to not deal with any injuries. Um, I've stayed very healthy and I mean, I take pride in, in, in staying healthy. So dealing with that first shoulder dislocation was, was really tough. Um, at the end of my freshman fall, and fortunately I was able to just do physical therapy over winter break and, and be ready to play for that full season and didn't really deal with any issues following that until the, the game against Bethune Cookman, um, that sophomore year. And I mean, that was, I was, I was pretty emotional after that. I mean, that was tough. Like we were having such a great season and we knew how, how strong we were on, on both sides of the ball. And I just, I mean, I went back to the locker room and I was just, just so frustrated, so upset. And I was lucky enough to be able to, to just sit out a couple of weeks and finish out that year. And what a memorable year that was, as we all know, but um, then I had the surgery that, that following summer of 2018 and it went pretty much as expected, according to the doctor. I mean, he expected it to be a, a four to six month recovery process. And it was probably on the, the longer end there about five, five and a half months. But I mean, it, it takes you back to the basics for sure. I mean, I, as, I mean, playing at such a high level and then all of a sudden one month after surgery, I can't even lift my arm above my head without lifting it with my other arm. So, uh, it was, it was definitely humbling and, um, I, I grew a lot from it though. And I think I've, I've got a greater appreciation for staying healthy now and for, um, for knowing what it, what it's like to go through something, something like that. So I feel like it, it can help me advise other people who, who may be struggling with, with different types of injuries. And if I remember correctly, that was just a freak thing. You were at first base and just going back in on a pickoff throw and it popped out on you, right? Right. That was, that's how it happened both times. Maybe, maybe you go in feet first from now on, right? Yeah. <laughs> An unorthodox <laughs> method of sliding back into first. So dealing with those injuries, how did your, your, your training and planning to be in the medical field and be an orthopedic surgeon, how did that kind of compartmentalize what you went through? I mean, did you deal with it on an academic level? Like you knew exactly what was going on and all those kind of things? I would say a little bit. I mean, I, going into those, those visits with the doctor and the surgeon, um, I was definitely interested as to exactly what he was doing in the surgery and um, what kind of just techniques and, and processes that takes and how the recovery goes. And, and it was all very interesting to me. Um, so uh, there was definitely a link between both of those interests, I would say. So we've touched on your academics, obviously, uh, microbiology, chemistry minor. Now you're talking about an MBA. You're spreading out over a number of fields at one time. Yeah, it's, I mean, towards the end of my, uh, my last couple of years here, I would say the majority of my classes have been in the sciences. Um, and I mean, being able to, to see how to manage a business and manage the finances through this MBA program, I think could be really interesting and beneficial in the long run. And it's some subjects that I haven't had the chance to learn much about during my undergrad years. So uh, I'm look, definitely looking forward to it. And I mean, you never know if maybe have a private practice one day and be leading that. So the having a foundation in business could definitely come in handy. Oh, I see I see where that works all, all the way. So tell me a little bit about your senior research project about um, sodium deprivation and taste and uh, you, you explain it. Basically, we had two samples of rats and 
we deprived one of of no having a no sodium diet and then we kept another group on a sodium diet and then after keeping them on those respective diets for a certain period of time we exposed both groups to very high concentrations of salt and then looked to see how they reacted to it and just to see if depriving them of of salt which is very essential to all people and all mammals um, just seeing how that would change the reactivity. And then it's pretty cool. We were actually able to uh, dissect their brains after and then study them on a microscope to see how the different neurons were activated in coordinating those responses. Unfortunately, I didn't get uh, my expected results and there wasn't really any significance in it, but it was the the process of it was still really neat. Just kind of training for medical school, I guess, is, yeah. as much as anything. Yeah, absolutely. It was a very good experience. During your time, you've been a captain. You've been, you've won the academic award for the baseball team, what, three years in a row? You've uh, been academic all a son, on a roll, dean's list. I mean, are those things, I mean, obviously they're important, but how do you take those kind of things as, as just kind of a byproduct of your work? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm definitely proud of those accomplishments and they're really really good uh, rewards along the way. Um, I wouldn't say I necessarily need them to, to continue my, my work ethic. I feel like that's just something that's kind of ingrained in me. And I mean, I am, I'm honored to, to receive those awards. Absolutely. Um, so they're, they're nice just along the way as kind of like a, a pat on the back, I'd say. GoHatters.Photoshelter.com is your one-stop shop for all of the most memorable moments from your favorite Stetson teams. Game day and event photos are available for purchase directly on the website. Show your Stetson pride and log on to GoHatters.Photoshelter.com to get your photos today. So let's go back and talk a little bit about your playing career. Uh, Freshman season, 2017, um, had a pretty good year. Uh, you uh, you hit 252. You played 45 games, started 34, had a couple of homers, 15 ribbies. Talk a little bit about your first year and you know how the how the adjustment period was for you from high school to college. Um, yeah, I, I definitely got a, a good chunk of playing time there, and uh, I would say the the transition was a little bit slower at first. Um, I one huge thing I needed to work on was becoming a more aggressive hitter and not not taking as many hittable pitches early on in counts because the, the deeper you work, the tougher it gets. And so overall, I've seen it become more aggressive, which through advice from coaches and then obviously advice from over from some of our veteran play, a spike in production towards the end of the year and have a, a pretty big role towards the end of our conference play and then into the conference tournament. Um, so, so yeah, I would say that was probably my, my biggest adjustment that I needed to make going from high school to college. So we can't talk about your freshman year without talking about a specific Tuesday night in your hometown. What do you remember from that game? Right. I mean, definitely a a really cool opportunity to go back to back to Gainesville and play in my hometown in front of my family and some of my former teammates from high school that were there and, and came out to support me. And, and uh, I mean, pl- obviously playing a pretty a very good team at that time, the eventual national champions. Um, I mean, we, we came out hot and it was just when they say hitting was contagious, it was really contagious that night. And 
I mean, we were swinging it and Ryan Stark was doing extremely well on the mound and everything was clicking. So for, a for a little bit of rain to interfere with that, it was, it was definitely a little bit unfortunate. So you had an RBI double in that game and, and, you know, in the, the previous game that year against Florida, you only, you only had a pinch hit appearance and that was a game Stetson lost in extra innings, nine to eight to be able to go up there and kind of jump on them with both feet had to be, had to have that dugout going pretty good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We were very high energy. Um, I mean, during, even during the rain delay, we had guys that are just still just staying locked in, like ready to get out there, itching to get back out on the field and, and finish the job. So um, it was tough having that taken away from us. Have you, I mean, obviously you probably know a lot of the guys that were on that team. Have you had conversations with them about that after that night? Yeah. Um, Austin Langworthy. He's, I played with him since I was like 11 or 12. So um, we were, we're pretty close and, I mean, we, we talked about it and they, I mean, it's exactly what you would expect. They, they got lucky and in the end it is what it is. And so we're, we're just looking forward for another chance to, to play those guys again. So let's go to the next season, 2018, obviously your best year as a player at Stetson, you hit uh, 263 that year. You started 44 games had uh, four home runs, five doubles, drove in 25, I mean, you had a pretty pretty good all-around year, and that was an incredibly special year for the team. Um, but before it got to be special, I've got a clip I'm going to play for you, and then we'll talk about it after it plays. Okay. McNeil, batting average at 200, entering this at bat. He does have a home run, though. Runners at the corners, two out. Cole's first pitch gets outside corner on the lefty McNeil, 0-1. You've got Wilson at third. Arenas, the winning run at first. McNeil's one homer this year was a three-run bomb. Cole will set up first base side of the rubber. Long look at his catcher, time called. So what are you thinking there? Cole has seen time as a starting I mean, pitcher and as an outfielder. Grew to a fastball at so, first pitch, so now I'm looking for something I can get a, a good barrel on there. So this late inning role, new to him, at least in his time at Central Michigan. Hatters down one, two outs on the board in the bottom of the ninth. The 0-1. Off speed high. We've seen tense games at Melching a lot early this season, but not one like this. Not with Stetson trailing this late. Cole, again, nodding his head a few times, the one and one. And that's smoke in the right field. Bring back goosebumps, does for me. Oh yeah, I've got got chills going right now. 
You know, over the last four years, I've counted up, there were eight walk-off wins for Stetson. Two for you, three for Georgie, three for Fago. Obviously, there's something in your makeup that allows you guys to deliver in the clutch or it would be spread out more than that. What is it about coming up in those situations and coming through? Right. I mean, it's – I feel like it's just one of those things that you go up there and, I mean, if somebody says they weren't thinking about it or didn't at least consider it, they'd just be lying to you. I mean, you you know the situation you're in and the, and the opportunity you have. But um, one thing you just got to do is go up there, take a deep breath, and do your best to relax and just – just be in the moment and don't just try and slow everything down. Um, and you got to try to trust, trust everything that you've put into it at that point. And I mean, seeing it pay off in those situations is, is one of the best feelings in the world. And especially with that clip you displayed, I mean, that's, that's a, a personal highlight. Um, that's probably the top of my baseball career. Obviously that was very early in the 2018 season before anyone knew what the 2018 season was going to mean at Stetson for baseball. Um, you had another walk-off again about two weeks later against uh, Rhode Island on a single, and the team just seemed to grow. I mean, when did when did you know, when did your teammates know this is something really special this year? I would say just early on, it was something that didn't even really need to be discussed. Like, we, we showed up to the field and – a lot of, if you ask a lot of guys right now, like what was it about that team? They would just tell you that it was, it was such a professional atmosphere. I mean, guys showed up to the field and put their heads down, got to work. We got the job done, got the win, whether it was a shootout and it was eight to six, or if it was just a, a two to zero ball game. Cause our, our starter threw a shutout. I mean, we, we were managing to, to pull out these wins and string them together. And then, I think the moment everyone really knew was while we were on that 18 game winning streak at the end. And it just, it's like you just show up to the ballpark and it feels like it's a foregone conclusion that you're going to win that night. And that's when you're riding that high at the, at the, especially at the end of the season, that's a, it's a really great place to be. And obviously after that, for you personally, you had to have the surgery on your shoulder. You didn't play that summer. You didn't play in the fall and 2019 turns into a difficult year, not only for you, but for the team. How much of, obviously for you, it's coming back from injury, but how much for the team were the struggles in 2019 a a little bit of a hangover? I wouldn't say so much as a hangover. Um, I felt like we were just going through some growing pains, and it was a combination of those along with having those extremely high expectations from the previous season. And I mean, those expectations weren't just from the outside. I mean, we, we held ourselves to those standards um, and we wanted to achieve nothing less than, than taking the trip to Omaha and trying to compete for a national championship. So I think having such lofty goals and realizing that we were a completely new team. I mean, every team year to year teams can accomplish the same things, but the, the course of accomplishing those things is going to be completely different. So what 2019 Stetson baseball was going to achieve was going to have to be different. And we were going to have to go about it differently than the last year's team. I mean, it's just, a, it's a whole new guys, whole new group of guys with a whole new dynamic. And I think it took us a little while to, to really figure out what that identity was and to try and create that new identity. And we definitely started grooving towards the end of the year. I mean, we've, 
snuck into the conference tournament and strung three wins together and some of them in 12 and 16 inning games, um, which was pretty wild. And we all, we were ready to win that championship and go keep it rolling into a regional. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it was just a, a matter of time just for those growing pains to, to kind of go away and for us to find that, that new identity. How much did the frustration of that season and the ending, the way that season ended carry over preparations for the 2020 season? Yeah. I mean, losing those back-to-back games really definitely left a bad taste in our mouths. Um, and that's just being that close to, to an NCAA tournament berth, because I mean, once you're in and all bets are off, anything can happen. Um, and so having that, just being right there on the cusp, it was, it was tough. And so, I mean, we, we put in a ton of work this fall and early spring to get ready to, to compete for another chance to, to get into a regional and hopefully move on beyond that. Um, so we, we had a very mature group this year um, and hoping to keep that going into next year. Want to cheer on the Hatters at their next away game? Maybe you're visiting family or just looking for a fun getaway. Whatever the reason for your next takeoff, make sure you fly the official airport of Stetson Athletics, Orlando Sanford International Airport. With over 75 nonstop destinations, let SFB get you to your next adventure. Visit flysfb.com for more information. So people who follow college baseball obviously know about what the summer leagues are and, and a little bit about, you know, guys go all over the country and play, but what does that extra time playing mean to a player to get them ready for their next season? Obviously in Keene, you had a great summer uh, this past summer and, and, you know, you got to go to Fenway park and, and all the things that went along with that and went won a championship. How much does that help you preparation wise, get ready for the next year? Yeah, I'd say, uh, for summer ball for me personally, it's allowed for a lot of personal growth. Um, like we talked about earlier, 2019 was a real tough year. And I mean, I hitting wise, I struggled more than I ever have before. And it was a big wake up call and it's, it, it's tough going through that kind of adversity. And just when I thought I started to figure things out towards the end of the, the spring season, all of a sudden I'm not doing so hot at the start of the summer. And I'm like, all right, like I got to, I got to start to figure this out. And it just allowed me to grow as a player and grow as an individual on how to handle that adversity. And in Keene, I mean, we had such an awesome coaching staff and the environment they created was just so, it was so free and you could really just breathe and have that chance to excel. Um, and so it was really nice to, to have that while trying to grow as a player. And I felt like it, it was a great place for, all of our guys and we we really clicked as a team up there and we're able to put it together for a championship was which was a, a very fun summer and you got to play in Keene with at least one i know of and maybe a couple of your teammates at stetson but you also i'm sure played against some of your stetson teammates what's that like right no it's it's definitely fun um we played with kyle ball and, and michael Bachicha up there um and then let's see we played against um Noah Dickerson, which was, which is fun. Um, but it's, it's just cool seeing, seeing some of the guys and seeing some familiar faces on the, on the other team and the, in the enemy colors. Um, 
but uh but yeah it's it's a cool experience and i mean i mean summer ball is one of the craziest things like you you go off to these foreign places and you're playing with guys from all over the place and you're spending every day with them for two two months um and all of a sudden you don't see them again uh but it's i love summer ball i've i've made a lot of really great memories and i feel like i've developed a lot as a player during it obviously it gives you a chance to build probably lifelong friendships with some of those guys absolutely anybody anybody stands out that you know you stay in touch with or that you that you met there and then you wind up playing against right um i would say from my first summer in plymouth uh i got really close with um hernan sardinas who he's from miami and plays up at maine but uh, we spent a lot of time together and worked out of the gym all the time and uh, had a really good friendship and we stay in touch um and then from this past summer well i actually played with josh bates who was still technically at tulane at that time um and then he happened to transfer to stetson which is which is pretty cool and keen um, and then also played with Logan Matthew and Will Wagner from Liberty. And so, I mean, those, we lost to them in at the end of May to try and go to a regional, but, uh, we got, we made, um, really good friendships up there with them, Kyle and I both. And so we, we stay in touch and we'll talk and stay, stay updated with them all the time. Obviously we, we should show the clip and you mentioned that, that, uh, that Central Mission game was a highlight for you. What what are the highlights have you had during your time at Stetson? Right. I'd say just as a, a personal achievement that I've done, that would be my number one. And then my other, the most memorable things I would say are uh, winning that regional, especially having it hosted into land for the first time in program history. Um, and then obviously winning the conference tournament that year as well was, was a really cool experience. Um, and then Keen was, was such a blast and winning that championship was, it was just a really cool, really cool thing. I love to win and winning a championship will never get old. Let's go back and talk about that regional a little bit, especially the, uh, the two games with Oklahoma state. I mean, the team was obviously clicking on all cylinders, but there was some behind the scenes with those games against Oklahoma state that a lot of people may not understand what happened. Talk a little bit about what happened with Oklahoma state in that regional. Yeah. You know, we're, uh, with the regional we're sharing locker rooms and so they're playing usf earlier in the day and they happen to be in our locker room and might mess with some of our stuff a little bit and sometimes like it can be all fun and games but the the moment you take it too far that's when it becomes a problem and so uh it, it just created some bad blood and I, I think the last thing you wanted to give our team that year was motivation uh given how we were clicking at that time and so all of a sudden we steamroll them back-to-back games winning by eight or nine runs each time, I think. And it, it was, it was just a, a really, really nice to, to be able to put that beating on them. Any conversation with their guys afterwards? Not especially. Uh, I feel like we handled it pretty professionally. I mean, the last thing we were going to do was, was give in and do petty things back. I mean, so we, we settled on the field and played like, the professionals that we were that year if you hadn't known where you are when you first started what 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 things would you wish you have known before you started out on this journey yeah i mean over four years you definitely learn a lot uh and i would say obviously learning how to deal with some more serious adversity is um would have been very helpful early on um i felt like i've always been a pretty mature player and pretty mature person so I have been able to handle adversity, but 
high school varsity is way different than college, um, especially on the, on the ball field. And then um, I would say another very critical thing is just to ride a, an even keel emotion while playing and, and not letting it get too high, not getting it too low. And I mean, looking back on my career, I've had, I, let's see, I mean, what, like 400 plus at bats now. Yeah, um, yeah. And to think, think back about me just getting so frustrated about one at bat and such in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's so small. So um, just as a young guy coming in, it's, I would say that one of the most important things is not, you can't just freak out over one at bat because I mean, it, it's nothing compared to the long haul. One of the things you're known for on the field is you get hit by pitches a lot. How much of that is just the way you approach the plate? How much of it is just dumb luck? I don't feel like I'm, I'm definitely not intentionally trying to do anything uh, to get hit more often than other people do. Um, I definitely stand close to the plate, which, um, which a lot of people do. So it can't be that one thing that, some guys have told me is just in my stance, my, my arms kind of hang over the plate a little bit more than, than some guys. So maybe it's a, a visual thing, but it's like I'm a ball magnet. <laughs> it's a fact you've been hit 33 times in your career, which I think is, yeah, I know it's top five and you were going to close in on, on uh, second place. I don't think you could have got to number one this year. Patrick Mazika got hit like 48 times in his career. Another left-handed hitter who, crowded the plate, but Patrick was a whole different animal. He was bouncing around in the box and wearing all the armor and the whole deal. He was looking for hit by pitch, but right. that's, a, that's a different different deal. Show your Stetson spirit and get your green on with officially licensed tees, sweats, hoodies, and more. Go to www.shopgohatters.com. All your Hatters gear is just a click away. Visit www.shopgohatters.com today. What have you learned from your biggest failure, either in sports or in life? What, what things have you taken away from the experiences you've had? You've had great experiences. And some not so great experience. What have you learned from those things? I mean, regardless of what you're doing in life, it's it's going to be a roller coaster, and you're going to have you're going to have small failures, and you're going to have some more serious things that that come about along the way. And I mean, sports, as cliche as it is, I mean, it's truly a metaphor for life. Dealing with these constant adversities, whether it's losing a game, losing five in a row, or having some bickering between guys on the team. I mean, learning how to handle all adversity, small to large scale, uh, I think will definitely benefit me in the, in the long run. So what motivates you both athletically and academically? I would say just, I, I want to be the best and I want to, I want to do everything I can to be the best and achieve as much as I possibly can. And I, I want to ultimately, I strive to be a good role model for other people. And, and I want to be that person that that other people look to and say, Hey, like, I want to, I want to do what he's doing. And like, Hey, like this guy's, he's, he's doing things the right way. And I, I th- think that's the, that's what I want to be known for. That's the legacy I want to leave for everywhere I am. I know you mentioned earlier about having an opportunity to go play in Cooperstown a couple of times when you were a kid, it's got to be among your best memories. Talk about, you know, that experience. Right. Yeah. Cooperstown. It's a, it's a ton of fun. I mean, the first time we went, it was when we were 10 and it's, it's just so cool uh, being able to live in the barracks with your 
with all your teammates and your coaches. And I mean, you're walking around and you walking past other teams all every moment of the day, going and play with a ball in the fields during your off time. And um, one cool tradition they have is every team has their own pin and you exchange pins with other teams. And so you try and collect them all while you're there. So, I, I mean, I still have those pin collections at home, so it's a, a cool souvenir. And um, so, yeah, it was uh, probably the first time that I've been in such a like highly competitive, um, like large scale national tournament. And I mean, it's it's just a, a really neat experience, especially for 10 to 12 year olds. So as somebody that's that age and going to Cooperstown, do you can you truly appreciate seeing the museum and going in and seeing all the history that's there? Probably not as much as I, I would as right now. Uh, we did go to the Hall of Fame and also to the Doubleday Field right nearby in Cooperstown. Um, and that's some, definitely something I'd like to go back to, to, to really take in all the artifacts and all the, all the statues. Because um, I mean, over the years, I've, I've gathered a lot more knowledge about the history of the game and, and seeing all everything that's in the hall of fame would be uh, a really, a really neat experience now having, having learned so much. So who are your, let's say your top three all time favorite players. I'm going to go Evan Longoria, number one. Uh, I'm a, a big Rays fan and seeing his, I remember watching the game 162 and they had that miraculous comeback of 10 games in, in September and seeing that walk off that he hit, it was, it was so cool. And so I would say he's my number one. Um, I was also a big Carl Crawford guy growing up. Nothing wrong with that. So I'll, I'll go him. I'll go him number two. And then let's see. Number three, I'm going to go Kevin Kiermeyer. Another Ray. Uh, yeah. I, another Ray. I gotta, gotta <laughs> stay true to him. Um, he, I, I love the way he plays the game. I mean, he's, just grinding in the outfield. He's diving after everything, running into the walls, making all these web gems. And, and I strive to be like that in the outfield. I want to cover as much ground as I can and, and make every catch I can. And um, I feel like he does a really good job of doing that. So all right, let's do another quick top three, not counting Melching Field. Where are your three favorite places you've played? I'm going to say number one was at UNC during that super regional. They had a, an awesome atmosphere. Um, I mean, their crowd is into it, whether it was somebody hitting a home run or somebody just throwing a strike. I mean, their, their crowd is amped up and cheering. And even as the, the opposition there, it was a, a really cool experience and cool environment to play in. Um, number two, I would say at Florida state. Um, I, I mean, once again, their crowd gets into it. It's such a beautiful ballpark. And then three, I will say, I think Liberty's ballpark is is really nice. Oh no 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 no! Scratch that. Texas Tech. I, I blinked on the Texas trip. Um, Texas Tech is an awesome awesome place, and like those first two I described, um, their their crowd is second to none. I mean, they've got all these chants that just just a bunch of tradition in that program, and you can see it just in the in the ballpark and the fans that come. I think Texas Tech would be in my top three as well. It was a, it was yeah. a great trip. Um, so what, what, if any superstitions do you have on the field? Um, 
I'm not a super superstitious person. Uh, I would say I'm just, I'm more, I just get in a routine. I, I mean, if you watch me walk up to the plate, I do the same exact thing every time. Um, clearing out the box, tapping the plate. It's just, it's kind of just a habit. Uh, and then, but aside from that, I don't, I don't do anything weird, like putting my socks on the same way or tying my shoes the same way. So what's your walk-up song and what does it mean to you and how does it help you get ready? Um, my walk-up song this past year was Who You Foolin' by Gunna. And it's, I just like the beat. Um, it, it's kind of, kind of gets me amped up and kind of gets me in the zone. But I think looking towards next year, my parents really want me to use it. And I started to, to develop a liking for Tom Petty. And so I'm looking at Mary Jane's last dance for next year, trying to pay homage to a, a Gainesville hero. No doubt. He is that. So you, you might hear that one next year. So uh, how do you like spending your time away from school and sports? If you have any time away from school and sports. I mean, sports, even, I mean, playing baseball, obviously it's a huge part of my life, but just sports in general, that's a huge part of who I am. I mean, I love watching football and, and watching basketball and anytime I'm watching TV, I'm, I'm typically watching sports. So this, this time without them right now is pretty, pretty foreign to me. Um, I'm a big ping pong guy. Uh, love playing some ping pong in the locker room. And then uh, I really enjoy to play pool. Um, so I, I would say I'm a, a competitive pool player amongst the team. So who's the best ping pong player this year? Best ping pong player. I'd like to think myself, uh, but it's, it's, I think it's pretty close there. I'm pretty solid. You got Brett Nealon who's pretty solid. George is really good. Um, Josh Bates is really good. Um, Jake Murphy will give you a run for your money anytime you're playing. So it's kind of, I would say it's day to day. (laughs) All right. Who's the most famous person you've ever met and when, and where was that? Tell me about it. Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. I tell people the most famous person I've ever met in Um, baseball related is I met George W. Bush when he was president in the press box at Rosenblatt stadium in Omaha. Wow. That had to be a, a really cool time. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm blanking right now. Um, I mean, we met Chipper Jones my freshman year because uh, he came to throw the, the ceremonial first pitch of opening day. So I'll, I'll go with Chipper there. All right, let's go through some quick hitters. First thing that pops into your mind. Favorite breakfast cereal? Breakfast cereal? Uh, Frosted Flakes. Favorite cartoon character? Uh, SpongeBob. Favorite superhero? Batman. All right, if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would like the ability to be able to fly. I feel like it would be a pretty cool way to to get from point A to B and kind of have that aerial view. I mean, you see the, the videos of drones and everything. I feel like having that that bird's eye view of everything would be would be pretty cool. I've seen you play some pretty good defense in the outfield. I think you've probably got a little bit of that flying in. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, what's, your, what's your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure? Um, 
I like ice cream. What's your favorite uh, kind of cookie? I like ice cream cookie. <sighs> Traditional chocolate chip. You a PC guy or a Mac guy? Mac all the way. Uh, where would you go on a dream vacation? Dream vacation? I would say I don't have a specific place in mind, but I'm going to go some tropical destination. Um, I, I've never really been out of country to explore um, some of the international places and some some place in the Caribbean or, or one of those tropical places I feel like would be a very nice relaxing time who was your celebrity crush on when you were 12 <laughs> uh, um, I'll go Aaron Andrews the sports commentator what's your favorite movie or movies favorite movie um, I will give you a th- my favorite like action thriller movie and that's the town with Ben Affleck uh, bunch of bank robbers it's it's pretty intense um but i've i've can't tell you how many times i've watched that and and then favorite, okay favorite comedy is Step Brothers, without a doubt that that movie has me dying of laughter every time i watch it so the next question you'll probably know the answer is what's your favorite christmas movie favorite christmas movie so you're looking for elf here <laughs> that was the one i was thinking <laughs> uh yeah I, I would say elf uh, what TV show or shows are you watching right now? Um, I just Everybody's binging watch- on something. Right. Um, I just finished watching season three of Ozark. Uh, with I've Jason just started Bateman. that. Okay, yeah. That's, you're going to fly through it. You're going to have a hard time not binging it. <laughs> but my, uh, my dad and I are huge Ozark fans, and we finished season three in a weekend. I mean, we were rolling through it that so that show has me hooked for sure i'm looking forward to season four what was your first concert where and when my first concert was let's see last or last two decembers ago um and it was in orlando at the house of blues and i saw brett young and tyler farr perform as a country concert gotcha uh what are what are you listening to now who and what are you listening to these days um i'm like i said earlier i'm getting into tom petty so i'm kind of exploring that that rock realm um and then i like a lot of country uh morgan wallen is really good he's he's probably at the top of my list right now all right um where do you go when you need to have some time by yourself at school, I, sometimes I'll just go and go and eat by myself if I need some time alone. Um, it sounds pretty lonely, but it's it's a good. Sometimes it's good just to get some space, uh, just kind of sit down, relax, eat a meal by yourself, um, and then. But yeah, I'd, I'd say that's my probably my main method of doing that. All right, what's your favorite place to go eat? Wow, uh, that's hard. Um, I'll, I'll say Texas Roadhouse. Their, their roles are hard to resist. <laughs> um, if you're going to go on a game show, which game show would you want to go on? Uh, Jeopardy. Then I can my, see that. Uh, my parents and I have been watching that at dinner every night. 
uh, since I've been back. So I'm in a huge Jeopardy mode right now. I'm, I'm ready to get on there. So what's your go-to karaoke song? I'll say Chasing You by Morgan Wallen. Okay. Uh, Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. I, I'm I'm having a hard time connecting with TikTok. <laughs> uh, name three people, living or dead, you'd want to have dinner with. Number one would be Tim Tebow. I, uh, growing up as a like a Gator football fan, I mean, he was he's been my idol, and he I would say he still is. Like I, I think he's an awesome role model, and I'd love to be able to sit down with him and pick his brain a little bit. Um, Let's see. Number two, um, I'd like to. This is tough. I'll go with. I'll go with Kevin Kiermaier. I'd like to talk with him and just really see his. I mean, I I can tell his approach to play the game is is just hundred ten percent effort all the time, but kind of just talking to him, seeing what makes him tick and how he goes about his business the way he does. Um, and then number three, I'd say my grandpa who, who died um, maybe, maybe 10 years ago now. Um, but I'd love to be able to get dinner with him and, and just tell him about my life since then and playing college ball and just being able to, to reminisce on the old times. Experience renewal at the Weston Lake Mary Orlando North, a preferred partner of Stetson Athletics. The Weston Lake Mary welcomes you to North Orlando with 253 guest rooms and 14,000 square feet of function space. Be sure to ask for the Stetson preferred partner rate when booking the Weston Lake Mary for a better you. Okay, so we'll wrap this up. Let's look ahead to spring of 2021. What do you see... Stetson baseball 2021 being. Yeah, it's it's gonna be the same group of guys as this year that's gonna be itching to get back out on the field and and put up some big numbers and put a, uh, and get some wins. I mean, we're we're looking at a ton of guys coming back from this this year's team. I mean, hopefully all the seniors will take advantage because we'd love to have everybody back. Um and then I'm I'm sure we're going to be bringing in some talent. I don't know much about the incoming guys, but I mean we're looking forward to getting them on campus and and getting them into our our environment and welcoming them into the Hatter family um, and just working together and growing together and being able to do next year what we didn't have the chance to do this year. And I know you told me this before, but medical school. What are your plans now? Right. So. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm taking the gap year. Um, I'm working to take the MCAT this summer and uh, get that application in in June. And that's a, a one-year process. So the application's this June, and then hopefully I'll get interviews to places, which will come uh, in the fall and into the early spring. And then hopefully I'll be accepted to one or more of those places. And um, that would have me starting the fall of 2021. So how many places are you going to apply and you have a, like a favorite list? Right. I'll plan to apply all of the schools in Florida because um, in-state tuition is definitely uh, a lot. It's still not very friendly, but it's more friendly than out-of-state is. And then 
Um, there are a good list of out-of-state schools that I'll be applying to, like just off the top of my head, there's Ohio State, Michigan, um, possibly Duke or Vanderbilt. Um, so those are, I'll, I'll have probably somewhere between 15 and 20 schools, I'd say, that I'm applying to. And then once once all that's done, how do you how do you narrow it down? Where do you go? I mean, does it depend on what you get offered as far as academic aid or or, or how do you make that decision? That'll be a tough call. Right. I mean, hopefully it's a tough call and I, I have a lot of options, but I mean, truly with medical school, you just you just never know what what a certain school is gonna want and what applicants they're gonna like the best. So I mean, I'm just hoping that, that places will will take a chance on me and give me that opportunity and if if I'm blessed to have more schools give me that chance then um, then I'll look forward to, to making that decision then well say look at what you've done in college as an undergrad I think you'll be okay I think you'll be <laughs> fine Andrew I appreciate you joining us today on Hatter Chatter the podcast and and uh, look forward to another year of getting to watch you play you've been a joy to to work with and be around so I'm excited to have you back for another year Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Once again, I'd like to thank our corporate sponsors for making our podcast and everything we do in Stetson Athletics possible. First of all, for our podcast, our title sponsor, Insight Credit Union. Our other sponsors for Stetson Athletics include Bud Light, Coca-Cola of Florida, The Weston in Lake Mary, Total Comfort, Hampton Inn, Morningstar Storage Solutions, Geico, Main Street Bank, ImageWorks, Orlando Sanford International Airport, Florida Orthopedic Associates, and the Alliance Community. Thank you to all of our corporate sponsors.